Sports. I am Game Day Greg alongside Benny Buckets. This is episode 21. Will you do something for me? Um, so this is our Picks Central uh, show once again. Uh, picks, picks, and more picks. We have college football week. What are we, seven? Already? Uh, yes. We, seven? Week seven, yes, correct. Yes, week and seven. we have our NFL week six picks as well. This is a Monday recording, folks, so we're going to have some early lines. So the lines that you see tomorrow may be a bit different than what you're seeing um, when by the time we have this going here. So uh, just be on the lookout. Keep that in mind. Um, if you like a line, grab it early because it does shift. It doesn't just stay the same the entire week. I wish it did make things a lot easier, but that is life. But without further ado, Benny Buckets, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing really well. It's uh, we got early college football this week, hence the Monday recording, Tuesday games. So uh, I think that's the way it's going to go, basically until the end of the college football season, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you, you know, I think, yeah, pretty much every day of the week you can find college football or pro football. Uh, putting in the soccer on us here, where you can literally find a game every day of the week. So. Uh, I guess football, soccer does not have that monopolized for the uh, for the next uh, next six weeks or so. But not not to worry, not to fret. It will return back to a monopolization for soccer in that regard, uh, starting in uh, what mid December or so. So after the bowl games, whenever uh, whenever that is, uh, I guess the new year. So next couple months, so you're gonna have a lot of college football. A lot of networks, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN Plus, uh, oh, yeah. the Flow Sports. You're you're going to be all over the place if you're trying to catch some of these games. So, uh, get get your get your satellite out, get your TV listing out, get your uh, awful announcing uh, announcer rating breakdowns out because it's uh, it's going to be with the interesting here trying to follow along with games on every day of the week basically for college football i think with the exception of sunday so that is monopolized by the nfl so anyway but very good sir how uh i think you're gonna break us down here first for the college football if i'm not mistaken so yes so i will run through my college football week seven picks i will give my three best bets with a little little analysis as to why i'm leaning a little bit heavier that way uh this week so without further ado College football week seven starts out tomorrow, October 10th. Uh, Louisiana Tech versus Middle Tennessee. Going Middle Tennessee minus three. Uh, Liberty versus Jacksonville State. Uh, Liberty minus six. And then Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State. Give me over 61. And that rounds out the Tuesday, October 10th slate. Moving on to Wednesday, October 11th, there are two FBS games. Uh, UTEP. Florida International, give me UTEP minus one. And then Sam Houston versus New Mexico State, uh, give me over 42 and a half. The October 12th games, there are two October 12th games, uh, starting off with West Virginia versus Houston. Give me Houston plus three. And then SMU versus East Carolina, under 51 and a half. 
And then three October 13th games. I love this. A couple games every day. Just just enough to pique your interest. Uh, tw- uh, Tulane versus Memphis, over 57. Fresno State versus Utah State. Fresno State minus six. And then Stanford versus Colorado. Points, 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 over 59. And then the rest of the games are on Saturday, folks. Uh, starting off, Georgia, Vanderbilt. Give me Georgia minus 31 and a half. Indiana versus Michigan, Michigan minus 34. Ohio State versus Purdue, under 50 and a half. Uh, Arkansas versus Alabama, give me Arkansas plus 19 and a half. Auburn versus LSU, give me over 62 and a half. Uh, Syracuse versus Florida State, give me over 56 and a half and make this my first best bet, folks. I have watched Florida State these past couple of weeks and I just think they can flat out score the ball. And I do think Syracuse can put up some points as well. Um, I think Florida State is going to give you at least 30 points every week. And with that being said, Syracuse has to score at least in the mid-20s if Florida State's going to give you 30. So uh, I will take those odds. So give me over 56 and a half. Uh, Oregon versus Washington. Washington minus two and a half. Uh, Texas A&M versus Tennessee over 56. California versus Utah, over 45. Uh, Kansas State versus Texas Tech. Texas Tech, favored by a point. I will take the point. Uh, BYU versus TCU. Give me BYU, plus five. UCLA versus Oregon State, over 54. Iowa versus Wisconsin, under 36 and a half. Miami versus North Carolina. Give me North Carolina, minus three and a half. And that will be my second best bet, folks. There is no coming back from what happened in that Miami game last week. How did they not kneel the ball <laughs> with the clock running and it being 35 seconds on the play clock? They decide to run the ball. Uh, they have a fumble forced. And, of course, there is a last-second touchdown bomb, and they lose the game. I don't think there's any coming back from that, especially not on the road against North Carolina. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just that's a season ender for me. So, uh, give me North Carolina minus the three and a half. Moving right along, Missouri versus Kentucky. Kentucky minus two and a half. Uh, Illinois versus Maryland under fifty one. Florida versus South Carolina. Florida plus two. Uh, Arizona versus Washington State. Washington State minus eight. Uh, NC State versus Duke. Duke minus four. Louisville versus Pittsburgh, over 46.5. Wake Forest versus Virginia Tech, Wake Forest plus one. Iowa State versus Cincinnati, Cincinnati minus 5.5. Kansas versus Oklahoma State, Kansas minus 3.5. UAB versus UTSA, I bet all the acronyms there, folks. Uh, Under 66. Uh, Temple versus North Texas, under 69.5. Navy versus Charlotte, Charlotte plus 3.5. Florida Atlantic versus South Florida. South Florida minus two, uh, Marshall versus Georgia State, under 57, Georgia Southern versus James Madison, over 58 and a half, Toledo versus Ball State, Toledo minus 16 and a half, Kent State versus Eastern Michigan, under 43, Boise State versus Colorado State, Colorado State plus seven and a half, uh, Michigan State versus Rutgers, Rutgers minus five, UMass versus four and Penn a half. State. That's four and a half, just so you know. Four and a half, he says. Okay, all right. Uh, when did you look at your line, sir? About an hour ago. Just brief. Now, hour ago. Okay, all right. It's a little quicker than me. All right. So one second. Let, um, me, just, let me verify. One second. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's four and a half. 
It's four or four and a half? Four and a half. Okay, four and a half. UMass versus Penn State, under 58. Uh, Troy versus Army, Army plus four and a half. Uh, Akron versus Central Michigan, under 44 and a half. Uh, Bowling Green versus Buffalo, over 47 and a half. Uh, Miami of Ohio versus Western Michigan, over 49 and a half. Ohio versus Northern Illinois, under 44 and a half. Uh, UNLV versus Nevada, giving Nevada plus nine and a half. Uh, San Jose State versus New Mexico, under 57. Uh, University of Louisiana Monroe versus Texas State, over 64. Wyoming versus Air Force, Wyoming plus 10 and a half. This will be my third best bet. Uh, no time like the second last pick of the week to save my third best bet. I just like Wyoming's team. I like Wyoming's offense. I had, a little, I had a chance to watch them a little bit last week. I do not think they are a 10.5-point dog-worthy type team against Air Force. So uh, I'm just going with gut and what have you done for me recently um, with that pick. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, two remaining picks uh, to round it out here. USC versus Notre Dame over 60.5 and, and San Diego State versus Hawaii. Hawaii plus six. Benny okay. Buckets, you and are up. Just to, just to confirm here, Wyoming is your first best bet. What are the other two? That's your Wyoming was my third best bet at plus okay. ten and a half. Uh, North Carolina minus three and a half against Miami was my second best bet. Okay. And my first best bet was Syracuse versus Florida State over 56 and a half. Syracuse versus Florida State. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Sounds good. We're gonna just mark it down on my end so we have a good uh good good uh good good foundation so we can keep track of these for you folks. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead here now for you and uh give you my picks. A little bit different than Greg's, I think, but that's that's okay. So uh that's what it's all about. Uh getting getting as much information as you can and as much content. So to start off on uh Tuesday, tomorrow night, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, over fifty four and a half. Liberty against Jacksonville State. Uh, I'm going to go with Jackson. Uh, sorry, the over 56. Coastal Carolina against Appalachian State. Appalachian State minus six. First best bet here is going to be Appalachian State minus six. Coastal Carolina, every road game they've played, they've been blown out. Lost by at least 10 points in each road game. So this is more an anti-Coastal Carolina play than a pro-app state play. But uh, I'm going to go with Appalachian State for that reason. So. First best bet. Second best bet already up here. Already put this one in for you folks. Next game. This is a Wednesday affair. UTEP against Florida International. I'm going to take Florida International minus one. The line has flipped on this game, folks. It's opened up as UTEP plus two and a half. All the money literally is coming on Florida International. Hence now Florida International. FIU is favored by one in about two days' time. So the, the betting, the betting sharps are on Florida International. Uh, I think there's a good chance that UTEP's both starter and backup quarterback will not play in this game. Hence, maybe that's why the line flipped. But I do like Florida International minus one. Uh, All right. So, so my my I apologize. My pick is UTEP plus one. Then uh, I said UTEP minus one, but it has oh. since changed since this afternoon. So yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Wow. Okay. All right. Yes, it has it's flipped all the way from. Yes, that's correct. All right, fair enough. Uh, thank you for uh, the clarification there. Uh, so next up, Sam Houston at New Mexico State. I'm going to take New Mexico State minus three and a half. 
Uh, this is a uh, this is also Wednesday game, so two Wednesday games for you. Thursday game, West Virginia at Houston, West Virginia minus three. The second Thursday game, SMU at East Carolina, SMU minus 12 and a half. Now on the Friday slate, Tulane at Memphis, over 57. Uh, Fresno State at Utah State, under 59 and a half. Stanford at Colorado, Colorado minus 11 and a half. Uh, now that rounds up Friday, and now all these games are now on Saturday. Georgia at Vanderbilt, over 57. Indiana at Michigan, over 47 and a half. Ohio State of Purdue over 50 and a half. Arkansas at Alabama. I agree with game day, Greg. Arkansas plus 19 and a half. Auburn at LSU under 62 and a half. Syracuse at Florida State. Florida State minus 17 and a half. Oregon at Washington over 67 and a half. Texas A&M and Tennessee. Tennessee minus three and a half. Cal at Utah over 45. Kansas State at Texas Tech over 56 and a half. BYU at TCU, BYU plus five. UCLA at Oregon State, Oregon State minus four. Iowa at Wisconsin, over 36 and a half. Miami at North Carolina, North Carolina minus three and a half. Missouri at Kentucky, over 53. Illinois at Maryland, over 51. Florida at South Carolina, South Carolina minus two. Arizona, Washington State, Washington State minus, minus eight. Excuse me. Um, North Carolina State at Duke, under 47. Louisville at Pittsburgh, Louisville minus 8. Wake Forest at Virginia Tech, under 48.5. Iowa State at Cincinnati, under 47. Kansas at Oklahoma State, over 57. UAB at UTSA, UTSA minus 9. Temple at North Texas, North Texas minus 7. Navy at Charlotte, under 45. Florida Atlantic at South Florida, South Florida minus 2. Marshall at Georgia State, over 57. Georgia Southern at James Madison, the third and final best bet of the week, over 58.5. I believe me and Game Day Greg are on the same side there. Yes, we uh, are. That's my third best bet. So I've got Georgia Southern, James Madison, third best bet. I will recap them here shortly for you. As uh, so I go back here, Toledo at Ball State, over 50. Kent State at Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan minus 10.5. Boise State at Colorado State, Colorado State plus seven and a half. Michigan State at Rutgers. Um have here. Rutgers minus four and a half. UMass at Penn State over 57 and a half. Troy at Army, minus Troy minus four and a half. Uh Akron at Central Michigan, Central Michigan minus 12 and a half. Bowling Green at Buffalo, Buffalo minus five. Miami of Ohio at Western Michigan. Miami of Ohio minus nine. Ohio at Northern Illinois. Ohio minus six and a half. UNLV at Nevada over 56. <clears throat> San Jose State at New Mexico. San Jose, San Jose State minus eight. Uh, University of Louisiana Monroe at Texas State. Texas State minus 16. Wyoming at Air Force. Wyoming plus 10 and a half. USC at Notre Dame. USC plus two and a half. And San Diego State at Hawaii. San Diego State minus six. Beautiful. One quick uh, line change. The UMass Penn State game over under is now 56 and a half. It has moved a full point uh, since from 57 and a half. Okay. Thank you for that. We are updating then. Okay. Uh, perfect. So my best bets are going to be App State minus six tomorrow against Coastal Carolina Tuesday night. 
Wednesday night, UTEP at Florida National, FIU minus one. And the final one uh, is going to be James Madison. Where is it here? Nope, that's Georgia Southern James Madison. Sorry, George. Yes, Georgia Southern James Madison uh, over 58 and a half. Okay, there we go. Very good. Very good. We flew through that. That might yes. be your fastest college football pick rundown yet. It very well might be. Very well might be. Absolutely. All right, moving right along, Buddy Buckets. Do you want to start with the first game of the NFL week? Oh, I, I think well, one thing we did neglect here. I, we forgot to give the records uh, for last week. Oh, so let, me, yes. let me do that real yeah, quick. Should we do that? Uh, so last week, game day, Greg was 25 and 24. That's week six. He's in at 133 and 124 through six weeks. So over 509 games, as a matter of fact. Very impressive. Very impressive. Taking all Thanks, the games, sir. I believe, except for week four, I want to say. So all the games except for week four, he's nine games over. Benny Buckets, 24, 24, and one. Uh, I am hovering right around the 500 mark on the week and on the year, 128, 129, and one. So we are trying to broach or breach the 500 mark. We will see if that, that comes to fruition or not. So still um, impressive to be that uh, close this far into the year to 500. If we could both get over 500, that would be mighty impressive, I'd say. But, I would agree with that, yes. I would agree with that. So, But, uh, right, yeah, we, I do think, we want to start with the records with the NFL? Yeah, why not? Uh you want me to take it away, or you want to go, or how do you want to do this? Do you have them, or do you want me to? I do have them. I do have them here, yes. Okay, if you have them in front of you, why don't you take it away? Okay, so game day, Greg, last week, 7-5-1. and one. That propelled him to now over 500 on the year, 30-29-2. So right around the 500 mark, but on the, on, the, on the long end, the long end, as Gary Cohen would say, the long side, the long side of the 500 mark as opposed to the short side. Uh, which is if you're under 500. So that's a Gary Cohen, SNY, New York Mets broadcast reference for you Met fans out there. Uh, for you non-Met fans, they're the best broadcast team in, in local broadcast team in Major League Baseball. Sorry. Uh, anyway, getting back to uh, getting back to the situation at hand, Benny Buckets is 8-4-1. We are recording this prior to the Monday night game, just so everyone's aware. So therefore... Uh, there will be an additional game on this record here through the ledger of week number five in the NFL. So it is somewhat incomplete, but uh, we're, we're, we will add that game on to whatever our record is for week number six in the NFL to, uh, to account for uh, our overall record. So that will be added on. So we will have uh, an additional game that's added on when we next give our records for the week seven NFL show. Uh, in terms of the uh, overall record for Benny Buckets, 34, 25, and 2. So both both Game Day Greg and myself, Benny Buckets, over 500. Um, Impressive, for, bud. That's nine games over 500. It is. It's a combined uh, 10 games over 500 for the two of us, nine games over 500 for myself. After a rocky, I believe, uh, 5 and 6 and 11 or 5 and 12, 5 and 11, maybe 5 and 11 start to the year. So we've definitely been better since week one. Uh, in terms of the best bets last week, game day, Greg, one, one, and one. He won with the Niners minus three and a half. He lost with the Bills minus five and a half. Outright loser. Niners won by 32. 
And then he actually pushed on a very uh, unusual number. Texans plus two pushed when the Falcons' young Ho Ku picked the game-winning 37-yard field goal to give the, the Falcons a 21-19 win. In terms of Benny Buckets, not so good. Uh, one and two on the week. Uh, one on the uh, Commanders-Bears total. Uh, that total was, I believe, 44 or 44 and a half. And I went, uh, that went over 40 to 20 bears. So that was good. Uh, we had the Ravens minus four. That was looking good most of the day until the Ravens found a way to lose the game outright. Uh, Pittsburgh 17 10 winners. So the Ravens were a loser outright. And then Chiefs Vikings, there was some, uh, a picked up flag that did not help us there at the end there in a 27 20 game that uh, would have put the ball at the one yard line for the Vikings if they would have not picked up the flag on a pass interference. On Jordan Addison in the end zone, but they did. And thus, the Chiefs ran the game and the clock out, uh, securing the win at 27-20. So that was a loser, too. So we had over 53. So one and two, not great. But we are going to try to improve the best bets, try to get a collective uh, over 500 this week on our six best bet picks. But uh, I guess we'll start out uh, with a Thursday night game. So, Greg, if you want to maybe describe the uh, lines here, and then we can go from there. Let's do it. All right. Our Thursday night matchup, uh, October 12th, as the Denver Broncos visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. The Broncos are a 10.5-point dog, minus 112. Chiefs, 10.5-point favorites, minus 108. The over-under is 49, minus 110 to both the over and the under. Broncos, four, plus 410 on the money line. Chiefs, minus 550. Benny Buckets, what do you have for us? Oh, boy. Uh, this is a this is a game. Uh, I think this is a game of what? What do you call it? Uh, set it and forget it. I think. Uh, yeah, old, set it and forget it. The old Ron yeah. Popeil line for game day, Greg. There on these uh, some of these games. Yeah, this is a set it and forget it game for me. Um, man, I uh, <laughs> this is an ugly game. Uh, unfortunate, it's a standalone game for for those of us who like watching standalone games. Ah, uh, boy, I. Uh, what does that mean? Standalone, standalone game. It means that it's it's there are no other NFL games up against it. So Monday night, so every game, Thursday night game is a standalone game. Every Thursday night game, every Monday night game, and every Sunday night game are all standalone games. Anything played at one or four is not a standalone game because there are other gotcha. games you can watch. Okay, chose to, but so that doesn't really help us in this scenario because there's no other games to watch besides this. Correct, correct. That's the unfortunate. That's why it's unfortunate that this is a standalone right. game. Because there's no other options if you want to watch pro football on Thursday night. But, um, man, this is a tough one. Uh, you do have one pass if you want to use it this early. Oh, no, we can, we're not. You, you don't have to pass. No, there's no breakfast ball here. There's no. This is not a mulligan league. Come on, there's no breakfast balls here. Uh, I'm gonna take the under 49. I, no confidence, folks. Just ten and a half just seems like a t- too many points. For Mahomes, they don't cover. They never cover double-digit spreads, and I could see this getting away from the Broncos early, and it being like, I don't know. It, it just it is what it is. Just give me the under forty-nine. No analysis. No analysis from many buckets that sound the alarm bells. That might be more breaking news than anything we've heard on the show this year, folks. <laughs> no analysis from no, ana- no analysis. 
There's no one. Wow. All right. He is staying away. Is, is, will this be on the television, or will, will we be able to find? Uh, a replay of the I think I might watch 2017 Bundesliga Championship. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what what we have with the college. Let me get my college spreadsheet back up here. The college football slate. Uh, I think I'll probably be more into SMU East Carolina. So yeah, no, I will not be. Very, watching. very good. All right. I am going to go a little different. Uh, I think the Chiefs will blow them out. I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 10 and a half here. Uh, honestly, this could be played up to two touchdowns for me. Uh, this is how little faith I have in this Broncos team. <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson is not the answer, will never be the answer. Um, him and Sean Payton are already going at it on the sidelines. It's not looking good in Denver, folks. Um, and bold prediction this may be Russell Wilson's last game as the wow. starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Wow. I'm saying it right now. Who's I, this the could backup? Be another, I don't even know what the backup is. Who's the backup? This could be another 42-7 to seven type blowout, and Russell Wilson is done. I don't think Sean Payton has that big of a leash uh, for Russell Wilson, and I think – Oh, Stidham's the, the Broncos, backup. Stidham's the backup, actually. They gave him a lot of money. Sorry. I just yeah. So them some backup. Listen, I think most owners would be kind of pissed, <laughs> given uh, the contract that they just recently gave Russell Wilson. However, the Walton family, I do believe, has some coin to throw around. So if the quarterback doesn't necessarily work out, um, they will be able to replace said quarterback with a different quarterback, maybe one that's coming up in the draft, uh, a la Caleb Williams, uh, if their record is bad enough. Or um, another, there's some other good quarterbacks coming out as well. I mean, Drake May. Um, Sh- I don't think Shador is going to come out this year, but uh, there, there are definitely some good other quarterback prospects. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I do believe the Chiefs will absolutely destroy them. Okay, all so right. Give it to Chiefs ten and a half. All right, all right. London calling here, folks, because uh, it worked out so well for both me and Gain Degrig last week. Well. Let's do it again here with another London game and try to pick these these games. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This one, this one, this one. Game day, Greg. I don't think is going to be waking up early to watch. But uh, we got the Ravens at the Titans, uh, or the Ravens against Titans in London. Titans home game technically. Ravens are a three and a half point favorite. Titans plus three and a half, both minus one ten. Totals forty even, minus one ten to both sides. And the money line, Ravens minus 155, Titans plus 154. Mm. You're up. Yeah, I'm going to wake up early and watch this. Oh, okay. Uh, We'll watch this. Okay. Yeah, as much as this past week hurt me, I I do think this is somewhat of an entertaining game. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens minus the three and a half here. I do think Lamar Jackson is playing outstanding football. Uh, albeit they did just lose the Steelers, but that is a tough uh, divisional opponent. Um, all, any those matchups go 50 50 seemingly pretty much every year. So, um, yeah, I really like this Ravens offense. I like what Zay Fowler's gives provides for this offense, and I just do not like the Titans. Uh, I am not on the Titans bandwagon. I apologize, Titans Nation, or whatever you guys like to be called, but um, I don't believe in the offense. If it just runs through Derrick Henry, and then um, you get five to seven targets to 
uh, DeAndre Hopkins a game, but uh, that really does nothing. Uh, at least no red zone opportunities. So uh, give me the Ravens minus three and a half. I'm not sure actually why this is so low. Uh, but yeah, Ravens minus three and a half. Ravens minus three and a half is the play uh, for Green Bay, Greg. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot of field goals and punts here, folks. That means under. These London games tend to go under. The Jaguars, Atlanta went over under. The Bills and Jaguars tried to get to the over but couldn't make it. Uh, and I think we're going to see more of the same this week. Ravens have been playing actually really well defensively. Titans are up and down defensively, but the best thing the Ravens do is run the ball, and that's actually the strength of the Titans' defense is the run defense. Not as good on the passing side, but um, I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to put up a ton of points either. So I think we're going to see a lot of running in this game, a lot of the clock winding, and uh, therefore I'm going with the under 40. Under 40. All right. Perfect. Moving right along, uh, the first of the 1 o'clock games that we have on our spreadsheet here, the 49ers will be going to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Niners are five-point favorites right now. This line has moved throughout the week. Uh, five-point favorites, minus 112. Uh, Browns, five-point dogs, minus 108. The over-under is set at 39, minus 110 to both the over and the under. Niners minus two twenty five on the money line. Browns plus one eighty five. Yeah, this is a it. Sh- it looks obvious on the surface of it. Um, probably is obvious, and I'll go with the obvious pick here, which is the Niners minus five. But this could be a letdown spot. I'm talking about a big hyped up game there. Probably one of the most hyped up games so far this year with the Niners and Cowboys in Levi Stadium, and now they've got to go on the road, um, not on a short week necessarily, but coming off a Sunday night game as opposed to a Sunday afternoon game uh, against the Browns team who just came off a bye. So uh, I'm assuming Deshaun Watson's going to play in this game. He did not play in the last game where they got absolutely smoked by the Ravens. Um, But I don't think it much matters here. I just think the Niners are a better team. Um, The Browns do have a good defense, but their defense was not great against the Ravens, and if anybody can expose a defense for its inefficiency or deficiencies, it would be Kyle Shanahan. I, I, In Kyle Shanahan, the NFL betting public and community probably trust. So give me the 49ers minus five. 49ers minus five is when anybody gets to play, and I couldn't agree more. First family play of the week. Um, I don't know why this line is so low. It's a little fishy. To me, uh, I tend to stay away from fishy lines, but this is more of a prove-it uh, game for me. Prove prove to me that they can't go to Cleveland and absolutely destroy them, just like they've destroyed pretty much every other team. Um, yeah, this offense is incredible. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle with three touchdowns last week. Uh Last night, I should say, not last week. But yeah, I'm this 49ers team is an absolute wagon. The Browns could have two, three, four bye weeks. Uh, doesn't matter who's starting at quarterback either. Uh, give me the Niners minus five. All right, Niners minus five. Very good. Uh, we are in agreement there. Next game up, uh, another somewhat of a mismatch here, at least according to the odds makers. Carolina Panthers are. 
13 and a half point underdogs on the road, minus 108 at the Miami Dolphins. Um, Dolphins are minus 112, minus that same 13 and a half. Total in this game is 48 and a half, minus 110 to both the over and the under. Uh, Panthers are plus 575 on the money line. Dolphins minus 850. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that line. I, like, Dolphins are obviously the better team, but I'm not sure they're a two touchdown better team than anybody at this point um, of the year. So I'm going to go with the over uh, 48 and a half here. If the my thinking is if the Panthers can put up 14, I can see the Dolphins going in the mid 30s at least. So um, with that being said, just simple math that would put me over 48 and a half. The Dolphins have too many weapons for the Panthers to even try to stop. Um, between Waddle, Hill, I mean A Chain. Hopefully he'll be healthy. I know he'll be questionable i he might not actually play according to what some people are saying at least the early prognosis um of his uh journey there so yeah i will take the over 48 and a half here over 48 and a half sounds good uh well we got our second felon play of the week here folks uh the beat goes on here from last week uh yeah i agree 14 13 and a half, it's just too easy to get backdoor covered. Um, and you, you figure one of these games, the Panthers have to play somewhat representative football or decent football. Um, and, and this could be a very much a look-ahead spot for Miami um, after playing and just, you know, pulverizing the Giants. The only reason the Giants are in the game is because of a couple or somewhat remotely close because of a couple Miami turnovers, three Miami turnovers, I believe. Um, but – I am going to go with the over two. I could see, you know, the deep, Miami defense is 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 not great. I think uh, coming into the year with the the everyone said Vic Fangio, the new defensive coordinator, would add a lot. Um, you know, it's still somewhat of a question mark in my mind, um, and uh, I just don't see the Panthers holding them under thirty five at home. So, if that's the case. I could see, you know, then we're only needing about 13 to 14 points out of where we need 14 points out of the night, uh, out of the uh, Panthers. Then if the uh, Dolphins couldn't put up 35 and I think that will happen. So give me the over 48 and a half on the game. Second play, play number two. Love yes. it. All right. Moving right along. Colts Jaguars in Jacksonville. Uh, Colts are four-point dogs, minus 110. Jaguars, four-point favorites, minus 110. Over-under is set at 46.5, minus 110 to both the over and the under. Colts, plus 160 on the money line. Jaguars, minus 192. Benny Buckets, what do you have for us here? Yeah, another interesting game. I think this is a good line. This is a tough line, um, both on the total and on the uh, on the spread here. Um. I am very, you know, very wary of these uh, of these teams coming back, going to London. I just, I can't tell you folks just generally how 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 much I dislike these international games. It's just it's it's just it creates such a competitive advantage or disadvantage, uh, depending on the opponent and who's who's traveling, who's not traveling, who's staying in the, it. Just. It's a mess. It's a mess. Oh, and totally... I for one would think you'd be in love with all this international football, but uh... well, well, international football 
is exclusive to soccer. Okay, we have we have international. Oh, that makes sense. And they stay and they stay with. They don't play Premier League matches in Washington D.C. There's no reason why they need to play football matches. In why don't they? Nobody, play nobody, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares about. Nobody cares. Less people care about American football in England than people in America caring about the Premier League or La Liga. So that's that's without. Well, why don't they bring the sport? Why don't they bring uh, Premier League over here? They do for the preseason, but they do not play games that actually matter or count in Why the standings not? because they don't want to compromise the integrity of their games. But the NFL doesn't care. The NFL is just all about the dollar bill. So they're all about making money and selling travel packages and all the other nonsense the NFL's into. So, uh, yeah, it, it totally undermines and under and, and undervalue or whatever. It's not good. We apologize for the soccer talk, folks. We'll save that for the yes. soccer talk show. That but will we, not be this week. It will not be this week. There's an international break in the soccer international country break. Clarify. Uh, there will be country. There will be uh, domestic games played country versus country. So, um, yeah, i just not a fan of these games. And this is really the only reason I'm going this way. I, I'm, I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the Colts plus four. Um, I think Minshew being in there, you get a little bit more consistency with Minshew. Uh, Anthony Richardson, unfortunately, got hurt again. He's going to project to miss at least a month. So Colts plus four. I think you get, like I said, more consistency. Minshew up against his old team that basically just gave up on him for a seventh-round pick to the Eagles uh, and, and you know, just discarded him once they drafted Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to take the Colts plus four. Colts travel travel right. advantage and uh, and Minshew against his old team. We are on opposite sides here, bud. Uh, I'm going Jaguars minus four. I don't really have a reason either. Uh, all of your reasons kind of made sense for the Colts, but I just think this Jaguars offense is starting to figure it out. They starting to realize that if you feed Calvin Ridley the ball, good things are going to happen. And if you push the ball down the field, good things are going to happen. Get the ball in Travis Etienne's hands more than one way than just handing it off, uh, using him in a screen game. So I, I was impressed with what the Jaguars had to offer. Uh, I, their defense was flying around at all three levels. Um, they don't have the biggest names on defense, but they, they have a lot of serviceable guys that get the job done. And I think that's what you need this league are guys that play well together in the same scheme. Um and the Jaguars are starting to figure it out. So yeah, give me the Jaguars at home, coming back from a long, long international stay there, playing two games. They should have been the home get team both games. We'll save that for Bills and Bripe whatever analysis if if I even give one because I'm so mad at that game. But uh, yeah, so give me the Jaguars minus four, but. Is it my turn to get the lines here? Uh, no, it will oh. be my turn to get the lines here. But yeah. uh, yes, thank you. Yes, uh, we got the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half minus one hundred five at the Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half minus one fifteen. Also one o'clock game total in this game forty six and a half to the over minus one hundred eight under forty six and a half minus one twelve Seahawks plus one thirty six Bengals minus one sixty two. So this is a set it and forget it game for me. I don't really this this is gonna be ugly. Um do we know if T. Higgins is playing? Uh, it's questionable, I believe. I can 
see if there's a update to his injury no, status. No, I just I wondered if you knew off the top of your head. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with the under. Under 46 and a half here. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a reason. I just don't feel confident either way. So when I don't feel confident either way and I'm forced to pick a game, I'm going to take the under. Okay. Going with the under. Uh, I'm going to make this the best bet. I I think, the, I think the Bengals are back, folks. Uh, I think Bengals are back, rest, he says. A, wow. a, rest, a little rest, recuperation, and relaxation with an absolute blowout winner over the hapless Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I like I like yeah, the Bengals here. Yep. I like I, I like the Bengals. Jamar Chase, three touchdowns, fifteen receptions, setting a franchise all-time franchise record, one hundred ninety some odd yards, one hundred sixty some odd yards, whatever it was. It was a blowout. Um, did not watch a second of the game, but saw the highlights. So uh, I think Burrow's back. I, I think that they are back on track, and I think that they'll be able to expose uh, some of the deficiencies of the um, Seahawks defense. Um, we'll see. I mean, the Seahawks are coming off a bye. They do play hard for Pete Carroll. Got to give him credit there. But uh, I just I just think – I think that this will be the beginning. This may be the launching off point for the Bengals now that it seems like Burrow's back to relatively full health here with his calf. So uh, that was always the question for me with them. Was the was he healthy? And I think he answered those questions yesterday. Uh, clearly the performance was indicative of the case in, in, this, in that case that he was. So uh, give me the Bengals minus two and a half, and that's best bet number one for me. Best bet number one, Bengals minus two and a half. All right, I respect it. Moving right along, Vikings-Bears. Vikings are the two and a half point favorite, minus 108. Bears, two and a half point dog, minus 112. Over-under set at 45 and a half, minus 110 to both the over and the Uh, under. I got it at 46 here. I'm on it right here. I have it pulled up currently. A little little line confusion here because I am looking at DraftKings and Oh, I'm looking at it as well. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Changed. All right. There you go. Oh, what was that, sir? <laughs> it changed. It was 46, but it must have just changed. So Okay. All right. <laughs> Give game <laughs> day grade the credit. I, that, that doesn't mean I'm on it. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> woo, flashbacks to crazier days. All right. Uh, um. Uh, over under set at 45 and a half minus 110 of the over on the under. Uh, money line, um, <laughs> Vikings minus 130, uh, Bears plus 110. Benny Buckets, what do you have for us, sir? I hope that 46 to 45 and a half didn't change your thinking. Uh, no, it actually helps it, actually. So I appreciate it. I'm going with the over here. Uh, personally, I, I, yeah, I I don't I don't like two of the worst defenses in the league, and all I got to do is get forty six points to win. Uh, yeah, I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something here, folks. But after the display of offensive uh, prowess that the Bears were able to put on last week, I know probably no Justin Jefferson this game. I don't think it really matters against that Bears defense. Uh, so I'm going to go over forty five and a half. I feel good about it. I do not think I'm going to make it a best bet. I may come back to that as a best bet. But I am going to definitely feel good about the over 45 and a half here. Against that Bears defense, what does that mean? Well, not a particularly good defense. So that's uh, oh, okay. two two pretty bad defenses, on, in my estimation. So I will go with the over. 
Okay. Or 45 and a half. Hmm. Didn't think the Bears defense would be that bad. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Bears, actually. Bears plus two and a half here. Believe it or not, I, I think this may be a letdown spot for the Vikings. Bears at home. Justin Fields is clicking on all cylinders, it seems like, with his weapons, um, With starting with DJ Moore, who has had, I believe, back-to-back 100-yard games for right. the Bears. Um, Cole Komet having back-to-back five-plus catch games um, and a, a back-to-back touchdowns as well. Um, and I don't think the Vikings defense can really stop anybody. So, although I do like your, you said you picked the over, right? I did over forty-five yeah, I and a half. Like your over pick, I'm I'm just like the Bears a little bit more. So give me Bears plus two and a half. All right, sounds good. Bears plus two and a half. That's where game day Greg's at. Next game, uh, we're gonna go with the New Orleans Saints at the Houston Texans. Saints minus one and a half, minus one oh eight. Texans plus one and a half, minus one twelve. Total in this game forty one and a half, plus one hundred to the over, minus one twenty to the under. Total, uh, sorry, money line in this game minus one twenty two for the Saints, plus one oh two for the Texans. Yeah, I like the over here. I like points. Give me over forty one and a half, and it's at plus one hundred too. I like the value there. I just think this Texans offense. Uh, can put up some serious points on any given week. They are at home. Uh, given the Saints defense is a little bit better than some of the opponents they face. I just think this Texans offense is due for a breakout week, and this is the week. So give me over 41 and a half. Well, we got our first uh, first head-to-head play here, sir. Going to go under 41 and a half. Under 41 and a half. I think the state's defense will be able to neutralize the Texans offense much like much much like the Atlanta Falcons did, uh, being able to limit the Texans just one touchdown and I think four field goals. Uh, I think it'll be a similar story here. Uh, and I don't know the Saints offense is a very much in a much much of much about an enigma, just like or or is an enigma, I should say, much like Derek Carr is, where week to week just don't know. He's a box of chocolates, folks. You just don't know what you're getting week to week with Derek Carr. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a surprise coming out of the pinata. What kind of, what kind of uh, treats you might get out of Derek Carr? So, uh, I have no idea what to make of the Saints' offense. It could go drastically well or bad, but I do know that I, or I do, I am aware that the Saints do have a very good defense that swarms to the ball, and I think we'll be able to neutralize Texans' offense. So I'm going to take the under forty-one and a half. Under 41 and a half. All right. Commanders, Falcons. Commanders are two and a half point dogs, minus 105. Falcons, two and a half point favorites, minus 115. The over-under is set at 42, minus 110 to both. You guessed it, the over and the under. Commanders, plus 124 in money line. Falcons, minus 148. Mm, Yeah, this this is an interesting game. Uh, my initial lean on this was to go with the Falcons minus two and a half, but I am going to opt instead for the over in this game. Uh, mm. Washington defense, very bad, very porous. Uh, gave up 40 to the Bears last week. Uh, I don't think the Falcons will put up 40 because uh, that would be, uh, that'd probably be an all time high in the career, although very brief to very brief as of now, but even in the, in the entirety of the career of Desmond Ritter. 
however long he plays, I think 40 points is probably the max you, you would ever put up in a game with the team. So uh, I don't see that happening for the Falcons, but uh, I think Sam Howell will be able to move the ball. I was impressed with what he's been able to do. Uh, they seem to be able to move the ball really well inside the, or inside the 20s last or outside the 20s, between the 20s, I'd say. Last week, it was really getting into the end zone. That was the harder task for the commanders. A lot of field goals in that game from the commander perspective. But uh, I think they'll do all right. I think there's going to be an over. You know, you don't have to deal with weather issues uh, in Atlanta. It is a dome, so that that kind of helps. Got a artificial service there, so a bit of a fast track. So I'm going to take the over 42 in this game. This is our third family play of the week, folks. I agree with Penny Buckets for all the same reasons. Give me the over 42. I just think these offenses are coming in at the right time. Uh, listen, Desmond Ritter put up 329 yards last week. Good. Um, that That's the most by far in his career. <laughs> so uh, they have some weapons. They just need to learn how to utilize them. Kyle Pitts, finally, seven catches, 80-something yards and a touchdown. Wow. <laughs> you drafted them in the first round for a reason. Um, might as well use them, so. I, I agree. Give me the over 42 here. Yes, very much so. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, I'm not sure how you want to handle this next game. Uh, as we are recording this, the Raiders and Packers have started, and there is no line on the Patriots-Raiders game due to the Raiders currently playing in a game. So uh, I do know, happen to know what the line was before this game. It was three, up. right? It was three. It was the Raiders minus three. Uh, I believe the total was 43 and a half or 44, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know if well, we want to take make, it with I, the, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll take, I'm going to take the Patriots plus the three to make it easy. You're going to take um, the Patriots plus the three. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, regardless of what happens in this game, Bill Belichick is absolutely pissed off coming off the two worst losses of his career and back to back weeks, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Uh, however, uh, I don't think Josh McDaniels is just going to be able to beat Bill Belichick. So just for that reason alone, I'm going to take Patriots plus three and might as well make this my upset special. So oh, okay. this is my upset special. Just I'm not <laughs> going to yell it because that is for Benny Buckets and Benny Buckets only. All right. So he's going with the Patriots plus three, and that is his U.S. folks. That's his Austin's upset special for game day, Greg. Yeah, we got another second heads up play of the week here. I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, I just I don't think this is a Bill Belichick issue. I don't think this is a Jack McDaniel's McDaniel's issue. I think it's a personnel issue, and I think the Patriots really are that bad. So uh, I am for those reasons and those reasons alone, I'm going to take the Raiders minus three. So heads up Raiders on that minus game. Three. Yes, sir. All right, chug them right along because Monday Night Football is on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. We have the Cardinals, uh, Arizona Cardinals visiting the LA Rams. Cardinals are six and a half point dogs, minus 115. Rams, six and a half point favorites, minus 105. Uh, over under is set at 48, minus 110 to both. To get, you guessed it, over and under. Cardinals plus 235 on the money line. Uh, Rams minus 290 on the money line. Benny Buckets, do the Cardinals have a little upset special magic in them? They do not. No, they do not. Mm. But that's not where I'm going here. I am going to go with uh, a different play here. I'm going to go with the over. Uh, the Cardinals have hit the over in every game 
with the exception of week one against the Commanders. I believe that was 20 to 16. That game actually, I think, went under. But every other game since, the over has hit. The Cardinals defense is very porous. Uh, the Rams should be able to move the ball with Cooper Cup back and uh, Puka Nakua, the rookie sensation out of BYU, fifth-round pick. Uh, so for that, for those reasons, and the fact that I think the Cardinals will be able to move the ball a little bit against the Rams, uh, and you, you might be able to count on a Cardinals um, a Cardinals turnover in their own territory, eventually they had this week. So for those reasons, I am going to take the over in this game, over 48. And this is going to be my second best bet of the week. Second best bet of the week, over 48 in this game. I think this game will be in the fifth. So this is my first best bet of the league, folks, and I completely agree. <laughs> uh, over 48 here. Uh, this doesn't make sense. This should be in the 50s uh, to me, at least. Uh, this Rams team with all these weapons, um, they're going to put up at least 30, and I think the Cardinals can put up 20. So simple math tells me that's 50 and that's over 48. So. Uh, I did not say my other two best bets. Um, I I guess I'll just save them for the end because they were both 1 o'clock games. Okay, fair enough. Just as a little editorial note here, this game did open up at 46. So the money and the interest on this game is uh, firmly on the over. Uh, next game up here, uh, we've got 425 matchup. Philadelphia Eagles are at the New York Jets. The Eagles are minus six and a half point favorite uh, favorites minus one oh eight. Jets are plus six and a half minus one twelve. Total in this game is forty two minus one ten to both the over and the under. The Eagles are minus two sixty five on the money line. Jets plus two fifteen. Yeah, I like the under here, uh, under forty two. I just think uh, yes, Zach Wilson. This Jets offense has played respectable. Um, these past two weeks, but uh, this Eagles defense is another monster, especially that defensive line. Uh, if they can create any sort of pressure up the middle <laughs> and on the edges, uh, then it's going to be an absolute nightmare for Zach Wilson uh, trying to get the ball out to Garrett Wilson and some of his other receivers. And I just like the Eagles um, in this game. So, or actually, no, I not the Eagles. I'm, I apologize. I like the under in this game. I don't like very many points. So give me under 42. Yeah, we got another family play here. It's kind of getting wow, old. Wow, look at that. Yeah, I, I'm tempted to take the Eagles, but I don't know. I, I think there's some karma going on with the Jets right now. I They played a really good game against the Chiefs. They played, they obviously beat Denver on the road. Um, and I think they'll get up for this game. I think it's going to be a nationally televised window in the 425 window. This has been a nationally televised game. So um, I I do think that uh, that could be pretty interesting from that standpoint. So, uh, I you know, I think it's going to be a pretty a pretty hotly contested game, and I expect the, the Jets to actually stick around in this one. But both really good defenses, both I would say top five, top six defenses in the league. Um, does concern me a little bit because the Eagles do have a pretty dynamic and explosive offense, but um, yeah, I, I think the Jets will do reasonably well against their running game, and that's why I kind of like the under here, which is what the Eagles do best. So, uh, I'm gonna go with the under 42 as well. Under 42, all right, yes. so then rounding out the 425. Oh, I got games. this one, I got this one, I believe. Oh, oh okay. no, you've got no, you've got this one. I'm sorry, I was my gonna apologies. say, my apologies, yep. that's all right. Uh, rounding out the 425 games, uh, Lions, Buccaneers, uh, Lions, 
are three and a half point favorites. Uh, Buccaneers, three and a half point dogs. Uh, minus 105 to three and a half point favorite. Mi- minus 115 to three and a half point dog. Uh, over under set at 43 and a half. Uh, minus 108 to the over. Minus 112 to the under. Lions, minus 170 on the money line. Buccaneers, plus 142 on the money line. Benny Buckets, what do you have for us? Yeah, I'm a little surprised on this one. This game opened up last week at 45, the total. Uh, the Lions did nothing but just put up and uh, just have an absolute thumping of the Panthers there. I understand it's a road game and it's on natural grass, not the fast artificial turf track the Lions prefer. But uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't really get it. I, I, I kind of like the, I like the over. I'm a little surprised it's come down. Typically, when you see uh, totals that they move one way or the other pretty quickly early in the week. It's generally with a move towards the over, not the under. So that is a little concerning for me. Um, the fact that we opened up at 45 and now we're down to 43 and a half, but um, I still like the over. I, I, I just think that the Bucks will be able to put up some points and the Lions will be able to put up uh, points on the Bucks as well. So I think both teams are going to be in the 20s. And if that's the case, unless it's 21-20, or 22-21, if you think both teams can put up 20 points, you know, I'd say you should take the over on 43.5. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over 43.5 on the total for those reasons. Simple math makes sense. Makes sense. I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go Lions minus 3.5 here. I just think they're the overall better team in all facets of the game, Um, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, Yeah, I I like the, the Lions' weapons. A lot better. I like Jared Goff more than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I like the coaching better. So uh, I, I just think when you have all of those in favor of one team, the line shouldn't be this low. So give me the Lions minus three and a half. Hey, Lions minus three and a half. And now the Sunday night game, which probably hope, hopefully for for our sakes, our rooting interests here, myself and game day, Greg, will not be much of one. Uh, the Giants plus fourteen minus one ten. Bills minus fourteen minus one ten. Uh, Giants, uh, sorry, the total is forty four and a half minus one ten to both the over and the under. Giants plus six hundred on the money line. Bills minus nine hundred. Oh, folks, 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 folks. <laughs> Another week of being a Bills fan, you know. Um, much to Benny Buckets, uh, I, I I don't know. I guess, however, Benny Buckets is thinking here. I'm not going to go with what Benny Buckets is thinking here. I'm going to go with the under 44 and a half in this game. I think this may be the first Bills under I have taken in quite some time. However, this is more on the play calling for the Buffalo Bills folks. Ken Dorsey, these quarterback coaches, the offensive coordinator moves have not seemed to be working out other than Brian Dable uh, went from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator to head coach. But um, you look at Matt Canada and Pittsburgh, uh, QB coach, head coach, not very well. I'm sure there's some other instances as well. But, I mean, I, I have gripes. I have gripes with this Bills offense. Uh, I'm starting to feel like this is soccer here with uh, – the fact that it just does not make sense why we are running these screens to the tight ends on the outside on first and 10, second and 10, thinking that these tight ends can get by the first defender. And oh, it just doesn't make sense. 
use your tight ends in the middle of the field, down the middle of the field, down the seam. When we had the K-Gun offense, we used Metzlars right down the middle. I sound old as heck, but however, it it works. They use Travis, Chiefs use Travis Kelsey over the middle of the field. He finds the open space in the middle of the field. They throw the ball. It doesn't seem that hard. It doesn't need to be a either a. Uh, a yeah, Travis Kelsey finds the blank spaces. Blank spaces in the middle. Oh, of the field. very nice, very nice. Blank spaces, yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not that uh, it'll come to me. It just won't be that quick. Uh, however, it, it just doesn't make sense. This play calling. Uh, we have so many weapons and we just don't use them the correct way. Um, I guess that's Buffalo bills for you. So uh, I'm not comfortable that uh, the bills are going to beat the giants by two touchdowns. Brian Dable coming back to Buffalo. He knows this bills defense better than anyone. And I think if there was anyone to craft a, offensive scheme against this Bills defense, it would be him. Um, Daniel Jones is going to be questionable to play. Uh, is that still correct? Uh, I believe that is correct. It could be a Tyrod Ty Taylor reunion, which would be very interesting. Tyrod Taylor, that would just be the icing on the cake, folks. Icing on the Bills season if they lost to Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> uh, yeah, under 44 and a half. That, 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 yeah, that screams under. Yeah, I uh, we were on opposite sides again here, folks. Uh, Whoa! The, the, the Bills' defense is absolutely decimated by injury. Uh, they're missing their best defensive tackle, who's going to be probably miss the year with back injury. They're missing their best. I middle. believe Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is their best defensive. Well, tackle. the Daquan Jones is pretty darn good too. Just saying, but maybe Ed Oliver. Okay, second best defensive tackle. They're missing their best def- overall defender in Matt Milano. He's out for the year. And they're missing their best uh, player in the secondary, which is Tredavious White. He's out for the year. So uh, I think the Giants, uh, it's hard to, to, to think that the Giants are going to do much of anything on offense given their lack of weapons and their, their seemingly very porous offensive line. But I think the Bills are going to come out, and I think they're going to want to prove a point, especially in prime time, coming off a pretty lackluster ho-hum performance against the Jaguars and put up some points. And like Greg said, I think if anybody's going to know how to attack Bill's defense, having done it for, what, three, four years as an assistant coach in Buffalo in practices every week, it's going to be Brian Dayball. So uh, I I like the over. I mean, the weather doesn't look great for an over. It looks like some rain potentially in the forecast and some wind, which is sounds a lot like Buffalo typically in October. Uh, I guess it hasn't been that way necessarily the last Number of days in Buffalo in October, but it looks like uh, the the calendar is finally reflecting the weather, or the weather is finally reflecting the weather at the calendar. The weather outside is reflecting the calendar in Buffalo. It looks like it's heading in that direction, folks. So only a matter of time with the weather in Buffalo. But uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, give me the over 45 and a half. As game, as game we day, got there. We got there. Day, I'm sorry. As, as day, Greg, almost almost as, got, almost as, made through it. As game day, Greg. Uh, yeah, he, he, he. I think there's a there, there's there's a little bit of pain there on the face of game day, Greg. He there's a gut that hurts from busting it there from laughing so hard. But uh, anyway, give me the over 45, 44, Excuse me, forty four and a half. Forty four and a half. All right, we're on opposite sides. I love it. We are. Yes. Um, and it's not even the spread either. We're not even debating uh, the better team. So we are not. Uh, that's 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 a refreshing debate, I guess. Yep. 
Uh, last game of the week, folks, rounding it out. The Dallas Cowboys will be visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. This will be more like a home game for the Cowboys with the fans in the stands, folks. Uh, Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 108. Chargers, two-and-a-half-point dogs, minus 112. Over, under, 49-and-a-half, minus 110 to get you guys to hit the over and the under. Uh, Cowboys, minus 130 on the money line. Chargers, plus 110 on the money line. Benny Buckets, what do you got? Yeah, this is this is another best bet for me, game day, Greg. I am going Cowboys minus two and a half. Uh, a couple reasons. One, uh, saw a recent stat: the Cowboys on natural grass surfaces, which this stadium is not. I saw this uh, as well. I think they are two and twelve or something of that nature. But you might have the exact stat, Greg. Two but fourteen and one, I believe. Two fourteen and one, straight up, and not. I think probably even the same, or probably even worse, because they're probably favored in most of those games um, against the spread. So two fourteen and one in the last seventeen on grass fields, as it was the case last night. Well, guess what? This game's played on turf in a somewhat enclosed or a roofed stadium with the sides open there in Los Angeles. Uh, you're right. It will be a Cowboys proverbial home road home game, if you will, with the fan discrepancy between the Chargers, who typically are always the road team at their home stadium at SoFi, and uh, the amount of Cowboy fans who live in the California area. And I'm sure a lot of them will still travel for those who are going to the game who do not live in the L.A. area. So I just think after an embarrassing performance on Sunday Night Football yesterday, I think that I think they're gonna. There's gonna be some revenge, a revenge factor, and they're gonna take it out on the Chargers. So I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Best bet number two for me is the Cowboys and the Chargers. Cowboys minus two and a half. Couldn't that be best bet number two if that's the last game of the year? Uh, I believe I still have one to decide on. That's why. Oh no, it is okay. not because I think I made the Bengals my first best bet. Excuse me. My best bets are the Bengals minus two and a half against the Seahawks. Cardinals Rams over 48 and the Cowboys minus two and a half. Thank you for correcting me, sir. I appreciate it. No, that. no worries. Uh, I just want to make sure we are on the same page. Yes, we are. Look at Jordan Love go. All right. And the Braves are coming back as well. All right. Lots going on in the sports world. All right. Rounding it out. I'm going to go over 49 and a half in this game. Uh, I just want to see points. Two high powered offenses, one clicking. Um, you got Dak Prescott with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard. Uh, I, I don't think this Chargers defense is going to be able to stop the run game. Um, however, they could pose a threat on the pass game, and this Chargers offense could put up points at anyone. Uh, the Cowboys defense is a little bit um, decimated with the injuries to Trayvon Diggs for the year, and I do believe Leighton Vander Ash got hurt later he in did. the game. He did neck injury. I yep. don't know his. Ta- I think he has a history with neck injuries. He as does. Well, he does. So That's that fair. could. Yeah. We're hoping for a speedy recovery there. I'm hoping that injury isn't too serious. But yeah, I just like points here. I mean, over forty nine and a half. Over forty nine and a half. So okay. my three best bets for this week are going to be the 49ers minus five against the Browns. Cardinals, Rams over 48, and Lions minus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Give me those one more time. Sorry, Greg, go ahead. Yeah, uh, 49ers minus five against the Browns. Mm -hmm. Cardinals, Rams over 48, and Lions minus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Cardinals, Rams, Lions minus three and a half against the Buccaneers. Okay. 
Uh, this game was originally a one o'clock game, but they moved it to four twenty-five. Hence, my trying to yeah, find it, but I did find off. it. Yeah, that's what The Bucks Lions. Yeah, it was originally one o'clock, but they, like you said, they did throw it to four twenty-five. Yes, so. very good. Uh, I did not pick an upset special here. I think you had the you had the Pats. I've got to find one here because I am not going. I don't think I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, I am going to agree with you. Actually, my upset special is not even one of my picks. Is that allowed, Game Day, Greg? What are the rules on the upsets? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So my upset special is going to be as follows. This is my upset special. And that was that the best is, one yet. And that is going to be the Bears. The Bears, Dick Buckus-inspired Bears to win outright as two-and-a-half-point underdogs. The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. I like it. I like the Bears. Bad car move, Minnesota. I like the Bears, so we'll go with that. Very good. Very good. All right, folks, that's a quicker picks episode. We like to see that. Quicker episodes for you. We want to make sure you're getting on with your day. Give you the information. You do what you want with it, and then you move on. That's going to do it for us this week, folks. Uh, no soccer talk this week. There may be a secret episode that Benny Buckus doesn't even know about. Uh, maybe popping up within the next day or so. So who knows? Just be on the lookout. Maybe, maybe next. not. Very good. Maybe, maybe not. I'll talk to him after the show. But I am Game Day Greg alongside Bunny Buckets. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Be kind to your loved ones. Hug your loved ones. And, uh, yeah, just be kind to one another.